We hope you enjoy this message from Church on the Lake by Pastor Mike Cooper. So we're talking tonight about the power of your words. Say this, not that. And tonight we're talking about speaking the pure word of God. So as we think about the pure word of God, I couldn't help but think about Adam and Eve because of what he spoke to them. In Genesis 2, 15 through 17, the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. And we know that they did not obey God, and they certainly did die a spiritual death. And since then, every person that is born is born in sin. So in essence, we are born an atheist. We may acknowledge that there is a God, but we will deny his power, his presence, and his justice. In this sin condition, we only allow God to be what pleases us. Psalms 50, verses 19 to 21. The sins of your mouth multiply evil. You have lifestyles of lies, you are devoted to deceit as you speak against others, even slandering those of your own household. All this you have done, and I kept silent. So you thought that I was just like you, sanctioning evil. In the nature of sin, we can mistake our darkness for light or our evil for goodness because we cannot hear God's voice. We are blind to our sin because of our sin nature. But when the time is right, God will shine his light and he opens our eyes and he gives us a choice and he shows us the way and he tells us, you can choose light or you can choose darkness. What if Eve would have said, God said, yeah. that I must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. For when I eat from it, I will certainly die. I believe what, I believe that is what I'm going to do. I believe it, and that is what I'm going to do. I have lots of trees to eat from. <laughs> I do not need this one. Now go away. Yes, amen. Woo! That was the first time Liz ever introduced our message, and I thought she did a pretty good job. All right, so let's open to Matthew chapter 4, and I'm going to talk about say this. I get to do the, the positive side tonight. Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. And I think you'll all recognize this. Uh, it's a very familiar portion of Scripture. Afterward, the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to experience the ordeal of testing by the accuser. And after fasting for 40 days, Jesus was extremely hungry. And everybody said amen. 
Then the tempter came to him and said, How can you possibly be the Son of God and go hungry? Just command these stones to be turned into loaves of bread. He answered, The scriptures say, Bread alone will not satisfy. But true life is found in every word that constantly goes forth from God's mouth. Then the accuser transported Jesus to the holy city of Jerusalem and perched him at the highest point of the temple and said to him, If you're really God's son, jump, and the angels will catch you. For it is written in the scriptures, He will command his angels to protect you, and they will lift you up so that you won't even bruise your foot on a rock. Once again... Jesus said to him, the scriptures say, you must never put the Lord your God to a test. And the third time, the accuser lifted Jesus up onto a very high mountain range and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and all the splendor that goes with it. Of all these kingdoms I will give to you, the accuser said, if only you will kneel down before me and worship me. But Jesus said, Go away, Satan, for the scriptures say, Kneel before the Lord, your God, and worship only him. At once the accuser left him, and angels suddenly gathered around Jesus to minister to his needs. So you see, Jesus did exactly what Liz said Eve should have done. Everybody got that? Look, look at verse 4 again. I'm going to look at the three things that Jesus said so that we can see that we're to speak the pure word of God. We're to speak the pure word of God. Say this, the power of your words is to speak the pure word of God. The scriptures say, bread alone will not satisfy, but true life is found in every word that constantly goes forth from God's mouth. Now, we're all used to hearing it in the New King James or the King James, so I want to hear it out of there just real quickly. 4 4, Matthew 4 4. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out from the mouth of God. So we are to, to speak. Every word that comes from the mouth of God. That's the pure word of God. Where does this come from? When Jesus said, the scriptures say, it's in Deuteronomy 8, 3. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man, here it is, that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. The enemy wants you to rely on what brings you comfort. Hear me now. The enemy wants you to rely on what brings you comfort. And when you don't get what you want, he wants you relying on yourself instead of God. 
I'm going to say it again. The enemy wants you to rely on what brings you comfort. And when you don't get what you want, he wants you relying on yourself instead of God. But when we are humbled, that's when we realize, I need God. I need God's word. But many times what we do is we defend ourselves, Or we complain. Or we say, why me? Jesus was hungry. The natural thing to say would have been, give me food. Right? He said, man doesn't live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That is the pure word of God. It can be a logos word or it can be a rhema. Now, you might say, what is that? Logos is the written word of God. But he also speaks the living word of God. He brings specific words, scriptures alive. As he, Let's just use Amanda for an example. She felt that word over and over in her spirit. And it was a rhema, a fresh word to her. Whether God gives you a word from scripture or places a word in your heart, that is a word that you are to speak. That is the pure word of God. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And faith causes us to speak the word of God. Speak the pure word of God. Now let's go to the second one in Matthew 4, 7. Once again, Jesus said to him, the scriptures say, you must never put the Lord your God to a test. So let's, let's hear it from the King James that you're used to hearing it from. Jesus said to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. What is, what is, he said, the scriptures say. So what was the scripture? Deuteronomy 6.16. When Jesus said the scriptures say, he was saying in Deuteronomy 6.16, you shall not tempt the Lord your God, as you tempted him in Massa. Now, let me say this. The word tempt is not the proper translation. It actually is the word test. The word test is in the, in this time, is in the Passion Translation. You shall not put the Lord your God to a test. They actually missed it here. It actually is the word test. When you look at the original, it's the word test and not the word tempt. So we're not to test the Lord our God, and they tested him in Massa. So we need to know what happened in Massa, right? I mean, what happened? So let's go to Exodus 17 and see what happened. Exodus 17, 1 through 7. That's how you study the Bible. When Jesus said, the scriptures say, well, go find it, right? Once you find it, then you realize what Jesus said was the truth. We, we've kind of forgotten this. Matthew, the book of Matthew over and over says, and the prophet said. You can actually go and see that the prophet said it. That's how you study the Bible. So when it says something happened in Massa, go see so here we are. Then all the congregation of the children of Israel sent out their 
on their journey from the wilderness of sin according to the commandment of the Lord and camped in Rephidim. But there was no water for the people to drink. Therefore, the people contended with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. So Moses said to them, Why do you contend with me? Why do you tempt the Lord? And the people thirsted there for water. And the people complained against Moses and said, Why is it you have brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? So Moses cried out to the Lord, saying, What shall I do with this people? They are almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said to Moses, Go on before the people and take with you some of the elders of Israel. Also take in your hand your rod which, with which you struck the river and go. Behold, I'll stand before you there on the rock in Horeb and you shall strike the rock and water will come out of it that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. So he called the name of this place Massa. And Meribah, because of the contention of the children of Israel, and because they tempted or tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? Instead of believing the word of the Lord that he had given Moses, they doubted that God was with them. Now, think about the first had to do with bread. The second had to do with water, the most basic of life's elements, bread and water. Let's ask this question, is God your provision? Then speak the pure word of God in context, amen? The devil will always use God's word out of context. How does he do that? To appeal to your wants, Wasn't that what he was trying to do with Jesus? Surely Jesus would want this, so I'm going to sell it to him. Isn't that a good salesman? A salesman sells you what you want. And that's what the enemy did to Eve. He sold, it her, he sold to her what she wanted. She wanted that tree that she was told she couldn't have. But Jesus was like, oh no, that is not what my father meant. God is not in my image, I am in his. Amen? We, we, we cannot create a God in our own image and expect it to be Jesus. Amen? God is God. So we have to trust the pure word of God. The third one, and then I'll turn it back to Liz. Matthew 4.10, kneel before the Lord your God and worship only him. That's what Jesus said back to Satan. Matthew 4.10 in the New King James. Then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Where did that come from? What scripture was Jesus referring to? Deuteronomy 6, 13, and 14. 
You shall fear the Lord your God and serve him and shall take oaths in his name. You shall not go after other gods, the gods of the peoples who are around you. Notice, this is the third one, bread, water, worship. Bread, water, worship. The most basic things of life. Yet, if the enemy can get us to settle for less than the pure word of God, he is able to contaminate it. Hear what I just said? And once he contaminates it, then who is God? We don't know. If we don't have the pure word of God, then our understanding of who God is is contaminated. We must worship God in spirit and in truth. If he's able to contaminate it, who are we? Think of how this has got so messed up. Christians didn't even know that their identity was a son or a daughter of the father. That they had a royal identity. And then also what we speak. Because if we're speaking things that are contaminated, we're not speaking the true, pure word of God. Say this, not this, this is backwards. Not this. Say that, not this. So, as he was saying, the devil puts a little bit of truth in his lies. And he always questions the pure truth. Did God really say? Matthew 4, 3. Then the tempter came to him and said, How can you possibly be the Son of God and go hungry? Jesus command, just, sorry, just command these stones to be turned into loaves of bread. How can you be a Christian? Look at the situation you're in. God wouldn't have you here if, it, if you were really his. Just forget what God has said and do whatever you want and go on your way because it doesn't really matter how you live. That's what the kind of things the enemy says. Mm-hmm. When we find ourselves in a hard spot, yeah. well, if God really loved you, you wouldn't be here. No, if God loved you, he'll take you through it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Matthew 4, 5 and 6. Then the accuser transported Jesus to the holy city of Jerusalem and perched him at the highest point of the temple and said to him, if you are really God's son, jump and the angels will catch you. For it is written in the scriptures, he will command his angels to protect you and they will lift you up so that you won't even bruise your foot on a rock. And verse eight, and the third time the accuser lifted Jesus up onto a very high mountain range and showed him all the kingdoms of the world, and all the splendor that goes with it. 
All these kingdoms I will give you, the accuser said, if only you will kneel down before me and worship me. However, Jesus knew that he already owned the kingdoms. The devil always tries to give us things we already have. Oh, worship me and I'll give you this. I don't have to worship you. I already have it. I already own it. Psalms 2.8, ask me to give you the nations, and I will do it, and they shall become your legacy. Your domain will stretch to the ends of the earth. We already own it all. We don't need anything that the devil has to offer. We come by it honestly. We don't need the tricks of the enemy to get it and to mess up our sonship or our daughtership, if that's a word. (laughs) So don't use your own reasoning with the devil. Use the pure word of God. Jesus, as he mentioned, has given us a model to follow. Notice Jesus didn't turn away from the devil. He spoke to him the true word of God. He didn't turn his back. He didn't say, oh, I, I, I just won't worry about you. Well, he wasn't worried. That wasn't a good word, but, you know, I'm, I'm just going to ignore you. No, he spoke to him. Yes. The word of God, the truth, the pure word of God. The other day we were walking in Indian Hills <laughs> and we were just talking And all of a sudden, up in the distance, there was a dog. And at first, you know, I thought, no big deal. It'll it'll just ignore us. But then it crouched down. It jumped in the ditch, and it crouched down. And it was waiting for us. Isn't that what the devil does? He jumps in the ditch right in front of our face. And then we still listen to him. Or we ignore him. So, we got a little closer. But we were watching him. And he started barking at us. And the closer we got, he got a little louder. And then he jumped out of the ditch. But we said, go away. Well, he kept barking at us. And Mike was clapping his hands. <laughs> go away! But we turned, so we, he would start to go away. And so we turned, and he started after us again, barking. So we turned around, and we walked backwards. And we said, go away! As long as we were facing him, He was afraid of us. So face the devil. Yes. Yes. And speak God's word. And he will go away. Because he doesn't like God's word. So don't say, I don't have time for God's word. 
I don't have time to study. I don't have time to meditate. I don't have time to pray because you will not know what God's pure word is. And you must know that. And you must do those things in order to be able to speak not only to the enemy, but to people who need help. You, have, you need to be able to know, what, it, what does God's word say about this? Remember, Jesus often separated himself to spend time with his father so that he would have strength and knowledge to know what to do and say. And we must follow that same example and speak the pure word of God. Psalms 2, verse 9. And you will shepherd them with unlimited authority, crushing their rebellion as an iron rod smashes jars of clay. God's iron rod can be a metaphor for the power of spiritual truth. So, you know, sometimes you read that and it's like, I can smash people. (laughs) But no, we just speak the pure word of God and it lights up people's lives and it takes their blindness away. It's not about smashing necessarily as waking up, as being able to see. As we speak God's pure truth, we smash the lies of the enemy. Girl. Hot diggity dog. We only have three more of these to do. So um, we, we see that it will finish just before Christmas. But I'm going to miss Liz uh, doing this with me every week. It's amazing how God has brought this together. So let me just close it up. I got a couple minutes. We saw that Adam and Eve had the same thing happened to them as Jesus did, and and it happens to us. The enemy comes to us just like he did to Adam and Eve, just like he did to Jesus. In 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17, same numbers as Genesis. It's kind of interesting that way. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world... The love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. The same things that Satan came to Adam and Eve with, he brought to Jesus, he brings to you. Is not not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Hear this from the passion. Don't set the affections of your heart on this world or in loving the things of the world. The love of the Father and the love of the world are incompatible for all that the world can offer us, the gratification of our flesh, the allurement of the things of the world, and the obsession with status and importance. None of these things comes from the Father, but from the world. Those are all contaminated things. This world and its desires 
are in the process of passing away. But those who love to do the will of God live forever. So let us speak the pure word of God over our circumstances and see God come to our defense and the enemy flee in defeat, just like that dog. Matthew 4.11, and that's the last part of our, of our verse in our evening tonight. When Jesus was done rebuking Satan, basically, at once the accuser left him and angels suddenly gathered around Jesus to minister to his needs. Speak the pure word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, thank you tonight for your word. Thank you for this time of prayer. Our prayer meeting, God, has been so powerful lately. The presence of God as we've gathered in prayer, as we've worshiped. Go with us now. Bring us back Sunday, filled up and fired up and ready for a great move of God. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a great night. Drive safely home. Thank you for listening today. May you as a son or daughter of the Father know the true love of Jesus Christ and understand your true identity as a royal member of his family. If you live in Polk, San Jacinto, or Trinity County in Texas, consider joining us live at 8125 U.S. Highway 190 West in Morganston. We have services Sunday at 10 a.m., Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Like us on Facebook, and if you would like to partner with us, check us out online at cotl.live.